happening guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented by Noel Game Day. We are here to recap a little bit of the Wake Forest game and then get ready to preview the cat daddy of them all, the biggest of the season. Florida State's going to be facing Clemson at noon on ABC. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, a little recap of some of the highlights from Wake Forest, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and get started right now, get into it. What's up, Ryan? What's up, man? How's it going? Good. It's weird not having Dustin on here tonight. Yeah, I didn't get to yell my trademark D. Lou, but that's fine. We can get into it anyways. I was about to say you can't do it. Fans are going to be so sad about it. Dustin's dealing with a little... Uh, he's been sick for a couple weeks now, but he just definitely needs a break since this week is pretty busy over on the site and stuff like that. So we're giving him a little break. We're going to be fine without him. Uh, me and Ryan are pretty good at arguing about stuff, so we'll keep it entertaining for you guys. So yeah, let, let's recap a little bit of the Wake Forest game. It was a kind of a, a nasty game, at least weather-wise. Uh, other than that, it was pretty fun to watch. Some of the, you know, you see a little bit of the flashes of the younger guys coming in. What was what was your favorite part or something that is a highlight to you after that game? Well, I think overall, uh, FSU made a bad team look like a bad team, and we talked about how before the game. Uh, we were like wondering if FSU was going to come out to play and bring the same intensity as Miami, and obviously they're not going to bring the same intensity as their biggest rival every game. But I think last year's team might have folded down 10 nothing really quickly. team had already ran 30 plays before FSU. Wake had already ran 30 plays where FSU had a first down. So I think potentially uh, the team could have folded, but my favorite part, I guess, was the resilience they showed and then the eventual beatdown that ensued. Yeah, we haven't seen that in the little while at least beaten up on a team that Florida State as we know and used to watching them just absolutely tear them apart so you know that, that'd probably be mine I want to I want to kind of get into you know how DeAndre Francois has been dealing the ball lately and you know this is going to be a game for coming up against Clemson we'll get into it a little bit more but if he if he was on a rhythm this last Saturday kind of interested to see if he can keep it up that one ball though probably might like highlight play would probably be that deep ball to, to Marion Terry that was that was special and Terry made an incredible catch and that was a long throw for DeAndre Francois Francois has ridiculous arm talent I don't think that's ever been the question that play was probably the best play of his career and it doesn't count but <laughs> that was ridiculous that'll probably be the best play of Terry's career I mean hopefully not but the odds are that was the best play of both their career, and it doesn't count because we don't have a tackle that can block for more than 1.3 seconds. <laughs> no, and uh, another guy that almost cracked 100 yards, which we're used to, is uh, Cam Akers. He got 13 carries for 98 yards uh, and two touchdowns, but he had a long of a 58-yard uh, and took it to the house. And you got to hope that... <laughs> in some way or some capacity this could work against uh, Clemson's defensive line but at that moment at this moment right now I don't see much of that happening uh, Clemson's got a stellar defensive line what we're not going to do is compare Wake's defensive line to Clemson's defensive line negative that's yeah. what we're not going to do not whatsoever this we got to remind people that this was Wake Forest and Wake Forest is a bad team yep FSU, people think FSU is a bad team, uh, like nationally, and they are for FSU standards. But they're ranked 57th in the S&P Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, Notre Dame or Wake Forest is ranked 98th. So mm -hmm. 
they made FSU made a bad team look like a bad team. Someone that had also had a really good game against Wake Forest was uh, Nooney Murray. Uh, he went for eight receptions, 131 yards. I think that's a guy that uh, is starting to definitely impress me. He's like low key, like impressing everybody. Uh, of course, we saw Keith Gavin's run and fumble, a catch, run and fumble, and you just got to put that. Keith Gavin, you got to put that ball. I know uh, he's got to put that ball in that left hand because that would have easily gone out of bounds and they would have been set up. For- or he wouldn't have been able to punch it if it was in his left hand. But I don't think he thought he was going to get chased linebacker. I don't think any of you guys can get chased down by a linebacker, but yeah. Um, kind of looking on the defensive uh, side of things, I thought Corey Durden is having a really good start to the season, and or into the middle of the season now, and he's someone that could have a good chance to give a lot of pressure against Trevor Lawrence this Saturday. But against Wake Forest, and it is against Wake Forest, uh, he had a had a good game. What's when we'll talk about a little bit later too is that. Kane Doe was called for targeting in the second half of the Wake Forest game, so he will miss the first half against Clemson. Uh, we'll see if that plays into effect uh, against uh, the Tigers on Saturday. Um, is there anything? Definitely hurts. Yeah. And- I thought the D-line was amazing against Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, um, they are not a good... But Wake Forest offensive line is one of the better offensive lines in the ACC. I think they had one or two preseason first team all ACC offensive linemen, and I know like three of them were on one of the ACC the preseason. So yeah, it's good. The rest of their team, they have a freshman quarterback. I don't know about the defense, but their offensive line is good. And FSU tossed them around all day. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, tight end uh, Nasir Upshur finally got his first career catch. He also had another one too for a little short gain of two yards, I believe. Uh, so he was getting a little bit of action. Uh, and then, of course, uh, it's it's going to be fun watching. It's going to be fun watching and covering Treshawn Harris in the next couple of years because he just seems to be a highlight tape whenever he's getting the ball. And he's you can see, like, you know, we talk about it, the flashes of the future and stuff, and that's something. That's Taggart's guy. And uh, Taggart, I think, is recruiting some stellar guys, definitely for uh, his whoever his quarterback is going to be the next couple of years. Who do you think Trayshawn Harrison reminds you of? Because I have no idea. I can't put like a comparison player for him. Birds or whatever a special bird you see, and the Amazon rainforest. Like we just don't know what that is yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't put a species on it. No, and I think I, I kind of want to talk to you about this too. Is he going to be the best wide receiver the next couple of years, or definitely next year over uh, Tamarion Terry? I mean, that's a next year's uh, best wide receiver. Yeah. So Nooney is gone. Which I don't think he will be, anyways. But Gavin will probably return. Nooney's senior. Yeah, Nooney's yeah. gone. Gavin will probably return as a senior next year. Then you got Terry, DJ Matthews, Trayshawn Harrison, and then you have the crop of freshmen that we haven't seen yet. But yeah. I'll I'll say that Terry's going to be the best wide receiver next year. I mean, let's not forget they're both freshmen. Uh, yes, Terry's a redshirt freshman, but they're both freshmen, and Terry has five touchdowns, and Harrison has three catches or whatever. So. Um, I do think Harrison is like special. I don't, and I also think he's special in not just like a jet sweep uh, slot receiver way. I think he could definitely play outside. I mean, the touchdown he caught was outside. So even as a freshman, the the coaching staff seems to think so. I was watching whenever he caught the ball uh, there. Was it 
30 yard line 25 30 25 and he i was just expecting him to make that dude look silly and then easily cut back to get into the end zone i kind of expected but that's a good thing to see from a true freshman coming in and there's also another guy warren thompson that hasn't had any playing time or any burn but that would be someone that we'll i'm sure talk a lot about i think summer wise jordan young's probably better than thompson just from what i think but i mean we'll see uh willie's really transformed the wide receiver room just in his i guess he's been at fsu still less than a year but fsu remember had had two wide receivers drafted in 10 years under jimbo as oc and head coach and then now it looks like i mean wide receivers on the roster that you think will get drafted go uh and the next i should yeah just on the roster i don't think i don't think nooney will no uh I don't think Gavin will. I think Terry definitely will. Gavin might, but I, for now I'll say no just because he hasn't. You need tape, and he doesn't have much yet. Yeah, if Auden Tate is still trying to find a team, which he yeah, will. Yeah, exactly. But if he's still trying to find a team, then he went undrafted. So. Okay, so, so I'll say I think definitely Terry and then at least two of the true freshmen, whether it's Young and... Um, like you said, um, Warren Thompson or Young and Helton or Thompson and I mean Demarcus Adams runs like a fourth high four three, so you never know. But I think those kids are really good. So my point in all this is, it kind of went from Bobo Wilson and Kermit Whitfield and guys like that out at wide receiver to uh, you have kind of six guys who are better than. Uh, Bobo Wilson when he was the leading receiver for FSU in like 2015, yeah. 2016. Yeah. I'd like to see I, – I talked about this on Instagram Live earlier too, and I think the special team is going to have to play a pivotal role in trying to keep up with Clemson. Uh, Florida State's Anthony Grant, a freshman running back, is someone that I really want to keep a good eye on. It seems like he's just one broken tackle away from taking it to the house. Uh, and then I think – uh, pun return wise of course we know what dj matthews can do but it's just gonna have to depend on if florida state can block for him uh pun return wise but it's gonna and it's also gonna have to take ricky aguayo making his kicks um and that's always a hard thing to think about <laughs> whenever you know you kind of already think when ricky's at a 40 to 45 yard range you're like oh my goodness gracious it's you know, it's just too inconsistent right now. He's that's it's a, always been that he's way. Inconsistent. It's not. It's not like I'm going. Oh my god, he's gonna miss this. But I'm. I'll never say. Like I'll never think that it's definitely gonna make it. Yeah, it's a lot different than what we had with his brother Roberto Aguayo, uh, who's also looking for a team right now in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, uh, I kind of want to go kind of NFL wise real quick. I saw today that ESPN. Has Derwin James now ranked the number one uh, rookie player to start the 2018 season? On offense and defense. <laughs> every, no, no, I yeah, mean like, overall, yeah, overall. Overall. It's, it's against like Baker over Mayfield. Baker Mayfield and Sam, uh, Saquon uh, Barkley and everybody. Yeah. A, it's something that Bucks fans are probably not so happy about. Are you a Bucks fan? No, 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 you're a Miami yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, no, I'm like a, I mean, I'm definitely a Dolphins fan, but I root for Jameis, so. I watch yeah. the games. Yeah, it's so irritating watching. I feel so bad. I tweeted this earlier this week, but I feel so bad for Bucks fans. I just don't know how they do it. I really. Don't I like know. when they. I like when they trash Jameis after wit- leading a game-winning drive in fourth quarter. Yeah. And he misses, and we miss, and the Bucks miss a field goal. 
yep. and then they trash him for throwing a pick in overtime. Like, how many game-winning drives do you want him to lead? Of he led course. two out of three. Of course, and don't he had and let's don't chances, and he led two. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah, let's don't get on the dirt cutter e- either for not trying to actually get a touchdown when he knows his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. his kicker well, is absolutely terrible. You know, leave that it's for Bucks game day. Poor. Poor but, man. but the kicker's last 10 years have been terrible. Yeah, but let's make sure we rely on him. Let's don't try to have Jameis Winston. You <laughs> not, try to, yeah, not, yeah. Not With the, Mike Evans right there, who was having a, a stellar game uh, throughout. So that's that's, right, so, that's Bucks game day, though. <laughs> so back to Wake Forest. Yes. Uh, FSU's defense looked really good on Saturday. They held Wake Forest to, I think, 3.55 yards per play, which, if I'm not mistaken is the lowest a defense has held a team that ran 100 plays or more since 2010, so eight years. Wow. Uh, FSU's in really good company there mm-hmm. uh, because teams that run 100 plays typically have a ton of success. Yeah. Um, just if, if if nothing else due to – when you run that many plays, you get um, a lot, typically a lot of first downs, which allows you to go fast. But FSU did a really good job of finishing off drives. And if they did give up first downs, not letting them convert into touchdowns, as you saw, obviously, Clemson only scored 10, what you'd call real points or competitive points, and then a garbage time touchdown, yeah. which um, still counts. <laughs> but I think they were trying to get a lot of guys in, and, and if it was a close game, I don't think they would have been able to score that. But I should have brought so up. I think you did a really good job on that side, on the on the off. Florida State averaged almost seven yards per play. Uh, they were exceptional throwing the ball through the air. I think DeAndre Francois might have had his best statistical game of his career, uh, if not since, um, if not his career, then just against Ole Miss, his best statistical game. So that was definitely encouraging going into Clemson. The most encouraging thing, perhaps for I guess the future of the program or at least the future of this offense, is that the offensive line didn't allow a sack for the second time this season, Logan. I feel like. I feel like I'm on a drug right now when you say that's that. That's crazy. And and I think under Jimbo, and again, it was a lot more O-line intensive and pass intermediate and drop back pass heavy. So defense had a lot more chances at the quarterback. I think he only, it's been maybe once every two or three years that we would not allow us, Florida State would not allow a sack. I remember, I think 2016 against Florida was the last time maybe. And then before that, like against Georgia Tech in like 2014 or something, that they didn't allow a sack. So that's pretty impressive. And it's good that Greg Fry, Walt Bell, and Taggart are making adjustments mm-hmm. and shows that even with a less than stellar talent-wise offensive line, they can make the adjustments necessary to keep Francois on his feet. And that hopefully in one to two years, more likely two, when they get the right guys in at the offensive line to match the position talent uh, in the other places on Florida State's roster, then you can really see some holes start to opening up, open up and Cam Akers can have that hole that he broke off the 60-yard run on instead of once a game, three or four or five times a game, we can open up a hole that big for him or whoever's running the ball. Mm-hmm. I want to also go back, which I should have started the podcast off with, is uh, my uh, score prediction. And uh, that might have been a reason why Dustin didn't want to show up tonight. Uh, I was almost <laughs> absolutely correct, and I just kind of want to go well, ahead and get the love. Uh, 31-17. 30, 
Thirty one seventeen and uh, it was thirty eight seventeen. Yep, it was thirty eight seventeen. Not like that close. No, no, no. Just don't worry about. It. I know you. I just don't want you to worry about. I it mean, too I much. was. Be- you were closer than I was, but I picked forty one points for FSU. That's actually closer to FSU's correct score. I I, I predicted opponents' correct score. Yeah, my my uh, wake, my wake one, score was off. One touchdown away. Uh, yeah, my wake I, score was off. I'll give you that. I, I just want you to know, you know, going forward, that you just have to keep up with me because it's just not going to stop. Well, let's see, like, see what you got for the Clemson. We'll score. see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm actually excited. I'll, <laughs> I'll did... go first this week, so I, I give you something to base oh, off. Oh, perfect. Now, see, that's the problem. I want to go first, so then you can't take what I well, my rightness. Mine is, I already got mine, so okay. you can go first. You keep That's it to fine. yourself. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and just skip over to that. Actually, I want to bring up one quick thing, too, a little basketball stuff. Uh, Florida State preseason rankings in the AP poll, basketball-wise, is number 17. That's the first time they've been ranked that high uh, ever. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's the That's first time. That's a fact? Time. Yes, that is a straight-up fact. And Even after they won the ACC in 2012, they weren't ranked higher than 17 in 2013? So, That's crazy. Yeah, Duke and North Carolina were way ahead of them, too. But... So, and also came out today, which we're recording this on Wednesday, is that Phil Kofer is going to have to deal with a foot injury. I guess that happened in a scrimmage or practice, whatever, uh, this earlier this week. So he's going to be dealing with that, but he'll have some time to rest. Of course, Florida State opens up the season, which I can't wait to go see is against uh, Gainesville, the Gators. So uh, there'll be something fun to watch there but i'm excited for the basketball season like this is the first time like i'm really stoked about it and i definitely can't wait to start uh covering it too because there's a lot of talent a lot of potential talent and there's also a guy named trent Forrest that i think will have a massive season uh, and of course there's terrence man you bring back that that guy uh you also like i said trent Forrest uh and kimaji there's a lot of guys and there's a big time recruit too number one in the nation that's keeping a close eye on florida state but uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to hopefully want to start off the season well and then get into ACC play. Uh, but, it, of course, we'll talk a lot more basketball later on. Um, their first their opening schedule is weak. So, I mean, if, yeah. they can, if they can beat Florida like they have the past, what, four years? Yeah. Then, I mean, Florida's not preseason ranked and the game's in tally. So, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, they have... I would say they'll probably be favored. We'll see, though. Yeah, Kofer's got time to rest, too, so I don't have too much. That's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. He's got a lot of I time. think it's pretty serious, because the, why else would they announce it? I don't know. I mean, I just... Remember last year, a uh, man kind of sat out the, the first couple games, but they didn't, like, announce, like, publicly that he was hurt. Yeah, they just said... he kind of did, and he also uh, had a little problem injury scare through the March Madness too, but he came yeah. back and played, and yeah. Uh, so you got to yeah. Basketball is exciting, man. There's a lot of good players on that team. Yeah, no, it's gonna be and fun to when watch. When you have kind of four, three or four guys that could be the leading scorer, that's always gonna be a good team. Yep, that was, there's just different options. Yep, exactly. So we'll talk more about that later. I know Dustin is yep. a big basketball guy, so I'm sure he'll give us some good info coming up soon on them. Because that is not far away. I believe November sixth is Florida State's game against the Gators. Uh, so, all right, let's get into Clemson, number two in the nation. I, I feel like this town is like, it's just so quiet right now. I mean, it's the number one two team coming into Tallahassee. I mean, nobody's not anybody is really expecting Florida State to win, as they should. But this is still, I expect Florida State to be uh, pretty packed. It doesn't look like it will be a sellout. But 
Yeah, tell me, talk to me about the stadium and talk to the fans. The people who don't live in Tallahassee and I, if, go if, to every single home game. Florida tell State. Tell them what to expect. I mean, I've been going since I was a little little dude, but this kind of game is different to me. It's definitely odd, definitely with Clemson coming in. And I want to see if the student section will like come in with the same attitude and the same uh, loudness they did uh, against Virginia Tech because that was something I've, I really actually haven't seen in a long time. Usually for Clemson games – People are getting into their seats two hours before. Uh, whenever I get in about an hour and a half, there's people, you know, it's about 50% full, which is major. So you got to hope that Florida State's uh, crowd can help in some capacity against a true freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. And it could it could work out. The weather is supposed to be absolutely beautiful. 70 degrees uh, kickoff time, and it will, you know, be absolutely amazing. So... I I think it'll be rocking. I don't think it will be a sellout, but I think it'll be close. The hurricane just causes is causing a lot of problems still in Tallahassee, but of course the Panhandle and there's a lot of fans from Panama City and that whole area to the west. So you kind of want to you want to kind of want to see Florida uh, Clemson's favored by 17. Do you think that's too high? Or do you think that's accurate, Ryan? Uh, I think it's a little high if I was to bet on it, but um, I like it. it's it's a good spread. I mean. It's fair. I, I actually picked before the week. I always try, at least for the bigger games, to guess what the spread will be. Just yeah, cause, just cause. And I said seventeen, which you're, I mean, it's not that hard of a guess. They were Clemson was favored by seventeen last week. But, you're a wizard, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah one thing that I'm looking at too on our on our sheet here is the difference in the yards rushing, which will be a huge topic for us to talk about. Uh, Clemson's averaging 253 yards a game. Florida State's averaging 98. <laughs> uh, it's a big, big difference. This is where Florida... But uh, what I want to talk about, though, is Florida State's defensive line uh, against the rush is one of the best in the country. And yep. they could. And so is Clemson's, and they can actually run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see. You know, you got to hope Marvin Wilson uh, can take two guys on, give DeMarcus Christmas well, some... Yeah, we need, we need Marvin Wilson to play his best game on defense and score two touchdowns on offense which i could see like i think it's gonna have to be a mix of like an inside a little bit of Corey and uh, durden and marvin wilson and then brian burns on the outside you talking about getting after lawrence yeah the thing about clemson is i mean this is like a really out there point but they only have one quarterback so if for whatever reason fsu can hurt I like injure Lawrence just by I'm not saying like like badly, but if they can knock him out of the game just by getting Spook to him, him enough, hitting him yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, if they can hit, if they can get to him enough and, and rattle him and, and get that uh that I guess the guy who was the fourth string at the end of or coming into this year because they Clemson has had two guys transfer. Yeah. If they can get that guy in the game, I think the 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 spread that you were just talking about would immediately change from that point. Whatever score it is. I think FSU'd be favored by a point or two or three at that point. Because Clemson will still be able to run the ball. They'll still be excellent on defense. But without Trevor Lawrence, he's kind of the thing that makes that whole offense go. I know people, maybe if you haven't seen Clemson play or don't really pay attention, you'll think, oh, freshman quarterback, the kid is ridiculous. So he's very good. Yeah. He's better than Francois. Yeah. And he w- it, he will uh, – I mean, FSU secondary struggle this year, so – but there's a reason Clemson's favored by 17. Emmett Rice got some burn against Wake Forest. You got, got a sack. Yeah, 
you got to hope that That's he's awesome. he's uh, solid and ready to go against Clemson. Of course, we know about Dontavious Jackson. He's going to have to have a really good game against Clemson's running back. Yeah. Uh, prodigy there. Uh, I kind of want to see. They got some backs. Yeah, they do. And ETN they're is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. since he's a true freshman, ETN is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I want to watch Levante Taylor, too. DB-wise, uh, these guys are going to have to be ready for whatever's coming at them. They're going to have to be on their toes. I mean, or on Thumbs their heels. Freaks everywhere. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're... A wide receiver, that is. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, through the season so far, uh, compared to DeAndre Francois, I mean, they run more, of course, but... Uh, He's 95 at 139. He's only thrown two touchdowns. I mean, two interceptions. Uh, but this is going to be set on the defense. But I'm interested to see if Dabo switches it up a little bit, which we'll see. I mean, it just depends on how they're doing rushing-wise for Clemson, if they're going to want to throw it a little bit more with a true freshman quarterback. They'll try to run it. I mean, I think I do think they will have more success in the pass game than in the run game for sure. Because I think FSU, one, I think FSU's better at uh, run defense than they are pass defense. But also, uh, Clemson's wide receivers match up really well against FSU's defensive backs, unfortunately. they got some big, tall guys that like to win one-on-one balls. And we have some smaller guys who are better maybe at getting close, staying close to receivers, staying tight in coverage, but not really winning, at not really finishing off plays, especially jump balls and... Um, like one-on-one battles, catches. Yeah. Yep, Clemson's looking for its fourth straight win over Florida State. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what, what who's going to be the uh, pivotal player, like a guy that's going to have to give Florida State a chance, or is it going to have to be a whole position group, and we can't talk about the offensive line. Well, on defense, it's going to be Burns and Wilson. Those guys have the potential to take over games. And they're going to have to take over the game. I don't know if you remember last year. It's probably like forgotten in the terrible, dreadful season. And that game was miserable. But Burns Burns was nowhere to be found all season. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. Burns was nowhere to be found all season last year until the Clemson game. When he forced like two fumbles on the on handoffs, which is ridiculous. Had like He had like five tackles for loss in that game. Remember the the infamous play where nobody picked up the ball on FS on FSU. That was a Burns force fumble. He had another one that FSU did recover. He also had like two sacks and a tackle for loss or something crazy. So Burns uh, did well against Clemson last year. Him and Marvin Wilson need to take over the game on defense, hold Clemson under thirty points because FSU has no chance of scoring more than thirty against Clemson on offense at least. No, they might get some defensive and special team scores, but on offense, I do not see a way they could get. More than four touchdowns. No. DeAndre Francois is going to have to be dealing <laughs> yeah, and with a short period of time. Yeah, with a short period of time to sit back in the backfield. I mean, that one ball, like we talked about earlier to Terry, he didn't have a lot of time, but he kind of just slung it and it worked out in the favor, although it wasn't a touchdown. I'm, I'm, I want to see, though, is this game going to be to you a blowout or is Florida State going to? you know, run this into, like, late third quarter, even fourth quarter? I think FSU keeps it close. Uh, I don't think... I just think FSU's defense is too good to get blown out. That being said, if Clemson... If FSU's offense goes three and out for... Like, if FSU's offense starts like it did against Wake, 
against Clemson, I think there's a chance they get blown out just because you can't afford Clemson's defense is good enough to get you three and out a couple times and then five more times. You know, it's not it's not like you don't have a chance to get going against Clemson. You either come come prepared to execute or you don't. They have four defensive linemen that are that could literally legitimately currently play in the NFL. Not might play in the NFL in the future. I would say FSU has two in Burns and Wilson that could play in the NFL right now. Um, but they have four. And they're well coached. I mean, Brent Venables is a ridiculous coordinator, has been for years. Their defense is the second ranked in the country. They are first in S&P Plus against in run defense in the country. So, I mean, they're 21st in pass uh, – or thir- excuse me, 13th in pass defense against uh, – compared to the rest of the country. So there you go. They're first in run defense and 13th in pass defense. Mm-hmm. You're going to be uh, it's a tall task to, to score more than 17 points. If the game goes anything uh, like the game against Virginia Tech and how the offense looked like they exactly. had no idea what That's was good, going on, this game will example. not stay. Yeah, this game will not stay close. No, that, that would be a and the defense. I mean, the defense was on the field for so much of that game, and the defense needs some time. To actually get some rest on the sideline, look everything, get what their position coaches, and if that if defense can't get any of that, then it's not going to last long, in my opinion. And that's what Correct. I'm fearing Clemson, right now. Virginia Tech's offense isn't good. Wake Forest offense isn't good. Clemson's offense is very good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Clemson's offense is, I think, the 11th best offense in the country, and that's with a true freshman quarterback who's only getting better from game to game. It's not like they've reached their ceiling or anything, so... Yeah, exactly. Just keep that in mind. Uh, go ahead and give me your S&P stuff. You know, you always ask me the question of me and Dustin, so go ahead and give them to me and see how correct that can be on them. You have Excuse them. me? Your S&P poll stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Well, no, there's, <laughs> there's no... <laughs> going to be Clemson by a landslide. Well, I want to see F- the... Di- I want to well. I want to see. Just tell me some of the the rank the differences in Florida State and Clemson. Okay, so I got people you. People know you know. Yeah, no, I got you. Okay, so the differences between Florida State and Clemson. All right, this is going to be depressing. If you don't like realism, then you should <laughs> shut your skip, computer off. Skip uh, a minute. Okay, the podcast At, on uh, rushing defense. Clemson is fifteenth. FSU is... Six. Oh, sorry. Rushing defense, Clemson is first, as I said. FSU is 28th. My bad. Rushing offense, Clemson is 15th. FSU is 116th. Wow. Now, passing offense, Clemson is 21st. FSU is 44th. Passing defense, Clemson is... 13th FSU is 36th there's just no I mean Clemson is literally I could go through special team everything there's a reason it's a 17 point spread Taggart is going to have to be explosive play one first drive it has got to be it cannot be Cam Akers up the middle not the silly games throwing the bubbles all the time it just can it's not going to work it's got in order to stay in this game there's a lot of plays that aren't going to work against Clemson and it's not because I'm just saying they're not to not go through their regular scheme I thought the game that he's called or Taggart did against Miami was 
something that we kind of thought, you know, looking into the future, we would hope to see, and we could yeah. see it against Clemson. He's going to have to call some special plays, and hopefully yeah, you guys hopefully, are watching the film the, enough. The forward pass will be legal this game. Yeah. Legal pass, please. That would um, be good. Hmm. Are, you, are you ready to give a score prediction? I mean, I don't... Yeah, this the, game... The, the, the bad part about doing a FSU podcast about a game like this is, and and being credible, is that you can't... It's hard to be positive for FSU in a game where they're First the worst team in, in every position group or every whatever way you want to look at the game. FSU doesn't really have an advantage. I mean, they are playing at home, but it's a noon game, which, uh, I mean, it, it's a definitely an advantage compared to playing in Death Valley, but yeah. there's just not much. I think the last noon game... Florida State versus Clemson was whenever Clint Trickett went to Clemson, and that was a nightmare, well, expected nightmare. All right, let me ask you this: How does FSU win this game? So uh, let me. So thir- next Wednesday we're recording this podcast, and FSU just beat Clemson twenty four twenty one. How did it happen? Uh, Ricky Aguayo making okay. A how did, what happened during the game that <laughs> led led FSU to actually upset a, a number two team in the country? Other than, of course, you know, everybody's talking about, I'm sure every outlet is, of course, offensive line, but I'd go with DeAndre Francois having a solid game, being a leader on the offense and being able to know what's working, what's not working, and a mix of that and Taggart being able to call a really solid game, being explosive from the start of it all, um, and having a chance to even, you know, these explosive plays given to Tamara and Terry deep, uh, even if, if Nooney Murray and DeAndre Francois are clicking as they have been the last couple of games, uh, hopefully DeAndre Francois will be able to find him a lot. But I, I still think Taggart and DeAndre Francois got to be able to be explosive from drive one. I think if FSU wins the game, it is because uh, Clemson's backup quarterback plays at least two and a half, more than two quarters. He plays more than two quarters. Um, so like, I mean, that game against Syracuse, Clemson couldn't even move the football. They, I think, I think they ended up winning, uh, in like in a very narrow score. So are you meaning uh, like having Syracuse. like someone's gonna tw- have to come in and absolutely spook the guy? No, well, I'm just saying like, if, like say Trevor Lawrence gets knocked around by Burns and they and they can't protect him, Burns and Wilson and everybody, and he gets, I don't know, uh sprained collarbone or whatever then i think fsu has a chance but other than that <laughs> and again I, I'm, I'm not wishing it there's etn too but, to think about um, too they can just, just something that would him. take him out of the game from pain or whatever just from getting hit too many times yeah that's it. really fsu's only chance because clemson's offense and defense is better than fsu's offense and defense all right let's give the score prediction number two clemson is coming into tallahassee at noon on abc to face the seminoles could this be an upset? Is there a major upset? I know we don't have Dustin here to give the uh, FSU fans when they want to hear. You know, he predicted <laughs> that Florida State would beat Miami, which it was close, but uh, we're going to keep it real here, I think, sadly, for you guys. Uh, I'll go first. I've got Florida State winning this game. No, I'm playing. Uh, i got Florida State scoring <laughs> 17 terrible. points, and uh, Clemson's going to score 34 Ooh, okay. Mine was thirty. Mine is Clemson thirty-one, FSU seventeen. But I think my next guess would be yours if I had to lean one way or the other. So okay. we're right on the same page here on here. The spear. 
Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a little different. I mean, we, we already talked about what we think is going to happen, but there's going to have to be something magical that is going to have to come through Taggart's head and uh, the I, offensive line's head, too. They're going to have to put some kind of steroids. and. I think FSU's offense play, or defense plays well until FSU's offense starts stalling big time like they did in the second half against Miami. Yeah, and Virginia um, Tech. And at that point, Clemson – well, that they started stalling from the beginning of the Virginia Tech game. But yeah, uh, right, right now there's not much FSU can do in a game like this. It is literally one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in the country against one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the country. And that's pretty much the story of this game. <laughs> and the podcast. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. And like I said last week, we're going to try to get this on Spotify for you guys too. And I also want to uh, let you guys know that you can follow us on Twitter at HearTheSpear. Thank you guys for following that page. It's a big increase over there. Uh, But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll see what happens. Can't wait to recap it. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week for NC State.